Hi guys, and welcome to episode seven of the Audience Please podcast with me, Adam. Um, if you listened into the last episode, which was the Arc Tangent 2019 review with guests Joe and Jamila, I hope you enjoyed. Um, we covered between 30 and 40 bands, I think it was. And um, the guys especially did a, an absolutely stellar job of dissecting the many sounds of Arc Tangent. If you haven't checked it out, I do, I do recommend it. You might pick up a, a band that you've um, not heard of before. Um, so on to this episode, caught up with um, Candy from Lazy Bones, um, who are a Brighton-based band. Um, she popped up to London. We recorded in the uh, Craft Beer Co. in Angel Islington area. So shout out to those guys. Um, great small chain of pubs. If, if you're ever in London, um, drop in and have a pint and a burger at one of their venues. Um, so yeah, we, we covered many topics. Uh, I won't reveal too much, but um, I, left a, I left the uh, start piece in that wasn't originally going to be in. Um, so hopefully that adds to the entertainment value. Um, and if you're liking the podcast, guys, um, please do give us a like, a share, a follow on the various platforms. It really helps the podcast get to a wider audience. Anyway, enjoy this episode and I'll catch you next time. Bye. Sorry, before we begin, we um we once we we were like a bit um like oh fuck what do we do on social media and this one we didn't have any releases coming up and we were like oh god yeah. we were like let's do these top three videos and we'll do really quick ones but actually all it like turned out to be was us filming ourselves for twenty minutes talking about crisps <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking great and then we were like we couldn't even get it off the GoPro because the fire was so big so it's just on my GoPro just twenty minutes of us talking about crisps and being like what's your favourite crisp you should just what's it what's it have you uploaded that anyway <laughs> you should just upload that and it's just go really hey hey guys just here's a twenty minute video of us talking about crisps people will fucking love that yeah. and it's got the green it's got the green screen in the background because we were gonna put pictures of the crisps in but there's do nothing you what, do you know what you should do is you should make crisps as merch you should get <laughs> so you can find someone who can make crisps that or make crisp so packets good. I would love that or do a t-shirt with a crisp packet on I mean I'll save that I'll put that in the mind bank yeah. but no I'm going to steal it because <laughs> steal it is my podcast merch like, one day I want my own malt loaf flavour <laughs> one day that's like banana and peanut butter if they don't release that as a malt loaf flavour I'd be fucking insane I hate it? peanut butter you hate peanut butter it's the one thing I won't eat I'll eat everything else other than peanut butter this is over I'm leaving and <laughs> <laughs> be done right yeah. on that bombshell <laughs> sorry Chris <laughs> to go over um Hi, mate. Hi. You are right? Good, thank you. Yeah, good, good. So, um, welcome to episode whatever this is. I always forget the episode numbers. I'll probably do an intro. Um, but I've got um, Candice from uh, Lazy Bones. You want to say hi again? Hi. Can you call me Candy? 
Candy. Only my dad calls me Candy, Sven. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Cat Candy. Candy. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got Candy from uh, Lace Bones on, and, um, yeah, we're going to chat some stuff. So, yeah, how's things been going with Lace Bones recently? Good. Yeah. Good. It's been, uh, it's been kind of, obviously, festival season's kind of been a bit kind of quieter for us. We're just getting our head down, writing, getting yeah. ready for the next release. The mastermind behind the release, <laughs> that sort of shit. So yeah, it's been good. It's been nice to be creative again. Yeah. And not get kind of sucked into the, you know, gigging, you know, gigging cycle basically. Kind of yeah. take some time out. Get yeah, I know we, we were talking about that, and you taking a little bit more time, working working less hours in the day job, and uh, trying to be more creative, which is awesome, awesome to see. Um, so yeah, for anyone that hasn't heard Lazy Bones, how would you describe like your sound and your live performances? Because I think that's something that drew me to seeing you guys more often and definitely getting you on the podcast. So cool, yeah, we're definitely a live band. Yeah. I think so. Um, Lazy Bones is um, so there's three of us. There's Sam on drums, uh, Joe on bass, and then I play Hammond organ, synth, and I sing. Um, what that actually amounts to is um, it's kind of noise pop we call it so it's quite heavy and um, yeah. the sound sounds massive and it's dirty and it's great um, <laughs> and then my uh, my vocals are kind of more poppy so it's something that you can kind of still have a bit of a dance to yeah. kind of big choruses um, and live performance I like to think um, and you know correct me if I'm wrong <laughs> it's just like a massive ball of energy it um, is yeah yeah I, I want people when, when they come to see us we're all really passionate about it being just like a really fucking good show yeah um, so from the moment that kind of first note hits it's just we will play in your face until it melts off yeah, yeah definitely I always uh, have a little boogie at your uh, boogie at your gigs you've got to have a boogie yeah and you've definitely got a lot of energy behind the behind the keyboards okay. even though you're sort of tied to the keyboards you're still like bouncing about I've got, the, I've got the keyboard stance <laughs> yeah exactly move my torso around pretty much yeah exactly so um, actually going on from that like what would you say like your musical influences are I know there's like uh, I hear, and I've read this before, a uh, description, so mm. I'm sorry if it's repetitive, but it's um, like Queens of Stone Age, era Vulgaris era, like heartbeat like a drum, I think the, the bass, I don't, I don't know if you call it bass solo, but there's a bass part in it, which is really like very Queens of Stone Age. Is there any other sort of influences or...? Yeah, so we, we've all got really different tastes in music, yeah. um, which actually lends itself really well to creating a different sound that isn't just kind of more run-of-the-mill stuff. So um, Sam, Sam and Joe are kind of more into kind of Black Sabbath, kind of we all love Queens of the Stone Age, like you say, uh, Blondie, uh, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's, Nice. Slaves, um, and then I really love kind of female powerhouses. Like I love Skunk and Nancy. Oh, I love amazing. Skin so much. Did you go and see Skunk and Nancy on their recent tour? No, I had a ticket and oh, um, I was in Rome, um, oh. and I booked it over the gig, and I'm still heartbroken oh, no. by knowing she was so close. Yeah, <laughs> so far. Oh my god! But I've seen them so many times. Um, so yeah, so from from my perspective, I I love that kind of yeah big front person just kind of what about like Bikini Kill and that kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. I'm reading a really good book actually about Riot Girl oh nice yeah, it's what's, really the, good. what's the book called um, let me <laughs> shuffle around um, the bag I'll be really interested brought a lot of shit with me today that's right man. just for talking <laughs> 
Girls to the Front. Oh, True Story of the Right Girl Revolution. My girlfriend has read that book and so it's, it's very, very good. good. Yeah, I'm halfway through it and it's fucking amazing. Um, yeah. I feel like it's just, yeah, it's just wonderful. I did my, um, I did my dissertation at uni about kind of Spice Girls and how shit they are as feminists. So it's nice to just touch in every now and again and be like, just to check that I've still got my history right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that type of stuff where it's just... It's just truthful music. I think yeah. that's really that's really kind of what we're going for. And we also want people to not to take themselves too seriously, which yeah. is why we have stuff like a song about denim. Yes. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but we all do actually love our denim jackets. Like, I fucking love denim. Yeah. It's great. We all look banging in it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, yeah, that those uh, those lyrics definitely ring true and it like every time I listen to that and I'm wearing my denim jacket with my patches on. Yeah. I do chuckle to myself. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's kind of true. And yeah. I do want to be like that trendy kid, but... Yeah, we do have to take ourselves so seriously all the time. Especially in like rock. Yeah. It's like, like the moody pictures by the wall where they're like, oh, I'm so tortured. <laughs> Look at me happy. Yeah, I, I saw... Um, uh, it might have... I was banging on about St. Pierre, but I think Damien <laughs> uh, posted about like band pictures and like you've got like two or three different types of band pictures mm-hmm. got like the serious pose or the the pose that we're not taking ourselves too seriously yeah. but actually you are yes it's like guys just like yeah exactly and that, that's kind of one of our things which you know well is we all wear yellow I was going to say about that like I love yellow <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say why the colour yellow um we wanted to take fashion out of it so we were really like you know, fuck going to every gig and being like, what am I going to wear? How am I going to look cool on stage? Like, <laughs> let's just have something that's really kind of plain. Yeah. Um, but people can look at it and go, I have no idea what they sound like. Yeah. Um, and we just were like, yellow. Why not choose yellow? Because, you know, it's bright and it's fun. Yeah. Um, and it reflects that side of us, that kind of more playful side of the band. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yellow. Just so much yellow now. And it's so easy when you go to gigs. I just put on my jumpsuit. <laughs> It's good. I bet that stinks a little bit now. Or do you do you wash it regularly? I'm a, I'm a good washer. <laughs> I like to think I'm pretty hygienic. <laughs> yeah, twenty gigs of yeah. not washing. The one bit. yellow. Well, we go um, when we went on. We went on tour in February, um, and we were doing that. Or we were wearing the same thing every night, and it was mildly pungent by the Ooh. end. Um, but as long as you kept a safe distance, you would have been okay. Yeah. yeah but I, um. Yeah, it kind of crops up a lot in uh, conversations I have with bands around, um, I hate using the word image, um, but having some sort of identity to, like you say, remove yourself from other bands and yeah. have like, your own identity rather than just be lumped in with all the emo bands that are wearing black t-shirts, like me right at the moment. <laughs> you're big or, emo. <laughs> yeah, big emo that I am. But um, yeah, it's cool that you've got that and it does... Do you run that into like your artwork and your videos as well? You try and have a theme, or yeah, pretty much. Like I think the theme, the theme, obviously, like the the color yellow kind of sits in everything we do. It's kind of yellow, red, and then white is kind of our thing. But it's more the fun factor, the kind of joy that a bright color brings. You know, (laughs) like so. So all of our videos. you know, our videos are made DIY. Mm. We're not made of money, so it's all done on iPhones. <laughs> Usually, like, by yeah. us in Joe's back garden. Um, and they're there to bring out the kind of same colour scheme, but to bring out that kind of, like, this, these guys are having fun, and yeah. we want people to watch it and be like, that was funny. Like, yeah. And, and want to watch a video, because music videos are fucking boring most of the time. Yeah, exactly. So you, yeah, you don't want, like, the same old band video of band plays in warehouse 
um, close-ups of X, Y, Z guitarist <laughs> going, look at me, I'm so metal yeah, right now. Yeah, like or, cut, you know, cut off to hair over the face. Going, <laughs> oh, he's really feeling that solo right now. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, yeah none of that, none of that. And then our artwork is done by our friend um, Will, Ilwookie is his name, and he's just freaking amazing. Yeah. He's so good. Shout out to Will. Shout out to Will. Um, so... Moving on to the next question, what's like the um, Brighton scene like at the moment? So, yeah, you're the first person from the Brighton scene that I've interviewed on this uh, podcast. So, I talk around like Bristol and London a lot, but mm-hmm. yeah, what's going on down there? Because there's some cool bands down there, like Dits, we were just talking about before we started recording. Um, cool Drop or Clipped Drip? Clipped Drip. Oh, it is Clipped Drip. Literally, it's called Clipped Drip. So, it came up in the last podcast, yeah. and we didn't know how to pronounce their name. But. I was going to tell you before we started recording, but I thought, I'll see. I'll see what we got <laughs> um, Brighton is a funny little sausage. Yeah. Um, so, Brighton is, has its own scene, obviously. Yeah. Um, and it is a, it's thriving, but also a bit wanky. Okay. Um, and that's just because we're all musicians. Yeah. We're all musicians down there. Um, so, everybody kind of, is trying to do the same sort of thing. Um, I wish it was a little bit more um, supportive. I find when we come to London, the bands we work with are actually really supportive and everyone kind of gets to know each other. Um, Obviously, there's exceptions everywhere, um, but the general overview, if I'm being completely honest, which I was told to do, uh, (laughs) is that Brighton is very cool. Mm. um, And, you know, bands from Brighton are seen to be cool and they're like, oh, they've always got an edge. What are they trying to say? Yeah. and, and we don't necessarily fit into that because we're not trying to say anything massively deep right now. We're just trying to make music that we love. Yeah. Um, so we play Brighton kind of every now and again, but we actually prefer to, to play London. Mm. Not saying the fans we have in Brighton are crap because <laughs> they are great. Yeah. And the people that come to our shows are the people that are dancing and having fun. But I'm sure you've heard the same thing before, like Brighton audiences don't move. Yeah. Like if you're friends in the band they'll be there but it's not the type of culture down there that you'll be like oh I'm going to go out to a gig and see what's around this weekend I don't know why that is but it's just not like that and it's a shame okay yeah, that's is that what you were expecting? no no no, no it wasn't at all <laughs> no. I, yeah I'm just kind of intrigued because um, actually personally I don't know that many people from the Brighton scene yeah. so it's interesting to hear that perspective and obviously a big driver of this podcast is around uh, like musical communities and how we support like venues mm-hmm. and keep them going yeah. essentially as well so um, actually on that point like, how are the venues at the moment because there's a venue that closed down recently Sticky Mike Sticky Mike Sticky that's the one um, it's been a slow decline okay. <laughs> Brighton has been um, yeah. but The Haunt I don't know if you heard this so The Haunt's yeah. um, basically moved next door and it's moving into multiple room venue okay. where they can then change the size of some of the rooms to make them smaller or larger oh, which is going to cool. be amazing for mm. the city because because there's there's a lot of tiny pubs, which mm. is great. And there's, there's a massive, and there's a massive jump up to like Concord Two. Yeah, and even like, like Green Door, Green Door store is still like I think two hundred cap, okay. um, which is huge for small bands. Mm-hmm. So going from like thirty to two hundred, it's like ooh. Yeah, so, not gonna happen. Yeah. No, but but the the venues that we do have are great. Yeah. They're really great. Like, um, I really love Green Door Store. I saw Council Bats there. Like, oh, well, oh a couple of weekends yeah, ago. yeah. They, they did that small run of shows. It's so good. I'm so gutted because they played um, the Boiler Room in Guildford, which is like oh, I've my, been there. Yeah, my yeah. old haunt. 
um, cause I'm like from around that way. So Sam. Oh really? Sam's from Guildford, yeah. Oh nice, yeah, good. like grew up near there and I was like, fucking hell, I would have loved to have been at that show. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. It, was, it was so good. It was yeah. so good. And the thing I really loved is that like they ran their own merch stand which yeah. I know is a really small thing but I was just like this is fucking great like yeah. there was no bullshit it was just like I'm sitting at my merch stand like and it makes it makes a band it kind of breaks that facade of a band being out of your reach and it's like they are people that's great to know yeah. they're just they're just like us yeah well it's like um Idols still do that. Like yeah. Dev will always like jump behind the merch. Yeah. Um, even bands on the rise, like the John guys, for example. Like, there's no bullshit. There's no pretense. It's like, yeah, we're in the band. If you like our band, come and come yeah. and talk to us. Like, uh, that's yeah. really cool to I, see. I think that's that has to continue. Yeah. So I think that's something that kind of the DIY scene and the rock scene, especially like, people need that. They need to kind of meet people and kind of understand that we're. Say we're like we're anywhere, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. You don't want to lose that. That's part of it is going and talking to people afterwards. Yeah, like, it's definitely. Really great part. Cool. So, what are the plans for your uh, for Laser Bones at the moment? What um, singles, EPs? Um, I know we spoke about it last time I saw you. But yes, you got yeah. sneak preview. Yeah. Um, so we have a single coming out on the 9th of October. Nice. Um, which is called Trash Talk. That's up for a pre-order now, and we're doing a tour mm. around that as well. Um, so we are doing a London show on the 25th of October mm. um, at the waiting room at Club the Malice. Who I'm guessing you know Club the Malice. Yeah, yeah. they're really awesome. Danny's awesome. Yeah. So um, so we're super excited for that. We haven't been on the road since February. Wow. So it's been a long time, yeah. and we're going to fancy new places like Birmingham and Nottingham. Um, nice. Oxford, can't remember where else. Um, so I'm really excited for that. And then we got a um, flashy new t-shirt. Yeah, I like, I like that uh, t-shirt design. It's I'm going to have to pick one of those up. It's a bin. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bin. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the crisp packet design that we I were mean, talking about before. We really are literal. Trash talk, we got a bin t-shirt. We're like, mm, this is brilliant. Yeah, like, yeah. Just give us a bin. Um, so, so yeah, and then we are probably going to head back into the studio. Nice. Um, to plan for next year, 2020, the, yeah. the big one. Yeah. So EPs, albums, what do you think? We're going to play it by ear, yeah. I think. So um, so we're writing at the moment, uh, yeah. which is great. Like It's really good fun to kind of get back to just writing. Yeah. Um, and we're just going to kind of see what comes out of it. So um, we've got a couple in the bank. We're going to see whether it's an EP or another kind of run of singles. Yeah. It won't be an album. Okay. We're not we're not ready to do an album mm-hmm. um, it's just not the right time for us but it might be another EP who knows yeah fair enough it's exciting yeah awesome so moving on to my favourite of the podcast is uh, talking about top three gigs played and top three gigs been to as a fan because mm-hmm. this is where all the good stories come out <laughs> so um yeah, let's start with the top three gigs you've played um, and talk a little bit about the venues too, I suppose. So. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. I've prepared, so I'm ready. <laughs> Good. Um, we, so in February, first one, um, Cheltenham, we played the Frog and Fiddle. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been to that venue. No. Oh, it's amazing. It's like a converted, it's a pub, but it's like a converted barn, so it's huge and it's got these amazing wow. beams and it was the friendliest place we've ever been in our entire lives well originally I am from the west country so well, I, can, I can agree with that so. <laughs> it's my people it's, it's my, my pe- people it's my people <laughs> yeah um, we did we played there in um, 
February, nice. end of February, and we're actually going back um, end of this month um, to the same venue, and it was just great. Everybody was dancing. If you could just imagine, like looking out, and it was just like seventy people dancing. That's really cool. And it was just like. It, it's like validation, isn't it? You're like, oh, thank God I'm doing something right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it was just such a great moment and, like, seeing people just sing, sing back at us and, like, came and talked to us afterwards at the merch down, like, everybody did and they were just, they were just so, it was so great. It was so great and it was pretty much the last night of our last tour so we were like, yes, and no, on a high. Yeah, positive note, yeah. Yeah, so that was number one. Awesome. Number two, we played Washed Out Fest okay. um, at Prince Albert in Brighton. Um, which is like a DIY punk festival, so it's it's organised by people in Brighton, but it's bands from everywhere, all around the country, um, and we played just before frauds. Amazing, my yeah. boys. Yeah, yeah. My boys. Now our boys too, <laughs> <laughs> sharing boys. Um, so that was that was actually really great. Um, yeah. Again, it was like the venue was packed, and everyone was just like dancing and having fun, um, and. We actually got to talk to the Fours guys afterwards, which is how we then went to play Sunburn. Oh, cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that was very good. I loved yeah. that one. Who, who else was on that bill then for Washed Out? So, Gum played before us. Nice. Um, frauds, um, the Ditz boys did yeah. Green Door um, that day. Cult Dreams. Nice. They Love played Cult Patterns. Dreams. Yeah, I really like Lucinda. Um, so, it was just. It, basically every band you can kind of imagine yeah, <laughs> were yeah. playing because um, each promoters did different venues oh, so it was okay. all independent promoters yeah um, all doing all taking over the city for a day so almost like a mini what's that other the big festival in Brighton where they have multiple Great venues? Escape yeah so like a, basically a better version of Great Escape yes yeah it's like <laughs> it's, no, it's not any industry it's just yeah. people that buy tickets and go around all day yeah um, they're doing it next year so you should definitely come down. Yeah, so, I'll check that such out. a great night afternoon. Yeah, just go and watch some people, um, and then three, yeah, three, three. Okay, this is more self-centered, but I don't mean to come across. But we did no, a, an EP show. Yeah, um, our EP release show is at Hope and Ruin. Nice. Again in Brighton. Again, what I'm saying earlier doesn't match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What am I saying? It sounds like Brighton's where all the good shit's happening. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were more happy it was over. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's hard. No, there's, it's um, it's really stressful. Like yeah. DIY touring is really stressful. Yeah. Um, and we'd been planning uh, this gig for ages, and you know, obviously, like, well, I put it on. Like, yeah. I put the gig on myself so there was kind of no flashy people behind it yeah. um, and it was just it was just really good it was really good to be like people came yeah. like people people liked us which was really wonderful um, and it just again it was just people were enjoying it um, and we almost got some dancing out oh, of wow. the Brighton uh, community so that's you know a step up just a, just a little shuffle yeah almost now. like a strong head nod <laughs> like, oh they are loving it they yeah. are loving it right now um, so it was just really great and, and we had um, two tribes come and play from London nice yeah so, two tribes are awesome so good yeah. so good there was one man who really loved them but he was just an old raver and he was just at the front like loving life he was literally giving everyone else life he was loving it so much um, he made my night they, I love those characters like that it's like when I um uh, what's the night called in Peckham that I've been to before? Oh, South London Soul Train. And I've only been like three or four times and it's like full of like art students. And then in the, it's like multiple rooms in this warehouse and you go down to the, the basement warehouse bit mm-hmm. and there's this old raver down there That's and he's so always good. like, 
like just in some sparkly pants or yes. something like that yeah. and you're like oh my god you're amazing but also terrifying at the same time yes it's what well, it's the same with rock gigs it's always that like one person that moshes yeah and you're like thank you like yeah like they they're the one person that always comes back yeah and it's I don't know where they come from, but yeah. I love them. Yeah, I they're always them. the ones that are on their own, scarily as well. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I've seen them before, and they've just given their friend like their bag, and then just gone oh, for it. And I'm oh, like, I've, oh, I've done that before. Yeah, yeah. yeah you are the mosher. Yeah, you? I know. Well, I'm too old for that shit now. But <laughs> only if I'm seeing the Bronx or something like that. Oh, then... I, do you know what? I've seen Mariachi at Bronx, but I've never seen the Bronx. Oh. I can't. I, every time I've come to Brighton, I've missed them. So uh, I think whenever they, play, wherever they play, we're going to go and see. Yeah, them. you need to. Uh, Hands down, my favourite live band. I don't know if you've seen Mariachi on Bronx, but yes. also amazing. <laughs> we went yeah. from Mexican before, and then we went and saw them, and it was a fucking great night. Yeah, they are they are really awesome. So, uh, what about top three gigs been to as a fan? Um, well, number one, obviously Skunk and Nancy. Yeah. First time I saw Skunk and Nancy um, was at Brixton Academy. Awesome. And um, it just blew my mind. It yeah. blew like skin blew when, my mind. When was this? Nah, quite a few years ago I think because I was quite a late bloomer with Skunk and Nancy surprisingly enough so mm. my friend Prue got me into them when we were at uni mm. um, which was probably 2009 2008 okay. at the time um, it was she was just amazing she was amazing and kind of growing up I was more into I was kind of in I was into rock but it was always more kind of male led yeah. um, the, the female rock was like Evanescence Lacuna Coil Nightwish yeah. type stuff and yeah. I was like none of this massively kind of speaks to me mm. and then obviously there was Paramore who yeah. everybody loves but more on the poppy side yeah. than kind of some of the stuff that I like and then when I discovered Skin I was just like this, this woman sings like an angel and not only that she's fucking badass she's so badass yeah and I don't have you seen them yeah, yeah I've seen them before yeah, years ago yeah. she walks she gets everyone to put their hands up and she walks across it yeah. while she's singing yeah. oh my god she always uh, the thing I like about her and you see like video clips or pictures she does like a load of have you ever seen her like DJ before I've not seen her DJ but even not when right. she does like DJ sets she's like yeah fuck it I'm just getting in the crowd and yes. like she loves it she's like, that accessible person she's like 100%. always the same and I read an interview with her in the Guardian I think I, I think it was last week where she was talking about the political climate and how music kind of um, still has a place in, in kind of in influencing people's opinion on it um, and she she's just the same she mm-hmm. just has these opinions and she's not going to bow down to anyone um, and you I was talking about this this moment with Sam actually the other day. You know when you're a kid and you see a band and everything is euphoric and you're yeah. like, oh, this band is amazing because you're like, this is a night out for us. Yeah. We're going out. We're going out <laughs> to the gig. Yeah. Like you get to the train to London, you're like, oh, the big city. <laughs> and then when you get older, you realise it's just people playing instruments. Yes. Especially if you do it yourself or you go to gigs a lot. And it kind of loses its shine a little bit. Even though, I mean, it has to be fucking great for you to love it. Mm. And seeing her, these top three are all euphoric moments for me where yeah, I yes. saw her and I was just like, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> I can't cope. Like, and then just, I think, Sans Nancy for like ever, ever since. Yeah. I'm just, I'd say, yeah. I think you're like 100% right. You hit the nail on the head. Like, they're having especially when you get to our age not that we're a gazillion years old but I did uh, leave my Zimmer frame at home <laughs> that's alright yeah I, I need to take my painkillers from the back um, <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, when you have those, so talking about the Bronx, for example, I've got a picture on my bloody phone from last year where yeah. I'm like in the middle of the pit with Matt from the Bronx screaming my guts out. Amazing. And it's just like, I don't know what happened, but literally I just went, I'm just going to, this is happening. Yeah. And there was another band called the, the Armed that I'm obsessed with now. Same thing, they played in London. And I was just sort of stood at the back and then three songs later... I was down the front, like, screaming my guts out. I don't know how I got here. (laughs) Yeah, and it was literally, like, just those little moments where you're just like, fucking hell, I'm 19 again, or 18 again. Yes, that is exactly it. And I think, especially with Skin, her her talent, her her vocal talent is completely flawless. She's incredible. She's incredible. Like, her her range, I could go on about this, get really nervous about singing. Just, just, like, her range, her control... The, the kind of athleticism, got yeah. that word out now, <laughs> um, of being able to to run around that much and command a stage and still never, but she never hit a bad note in that mm. whole set. I was just like, Jesus Christ, I want to be you. Um, <laughs> so badly. Like, she's just, yeah, she's my idol. Nice one. Number one. Number, Number two. one. Number two. Second idol. <laughs> uh, this was last Sunday. Wow, yeah, yeah. that's big. I have a picture on my phone. <laughs> um, I went to see Laura Jane Grace and the Devouring Mothers. Amazing. Uh, I really love Against Me. Yeah. Um, I have an Against Me tattoo. I really love them. Um, and again, a bit. I'm a bit of a late bloomer on the Against Me train, and now Laura Jane Grace doesn't massively <laughs> want to do it anymore, but it's okay. It doesn't hurt my soul. <laughs> um, so we were like, fuck it, let's go and see Laura Jane Grace and the yeah. Devouring Mothers, who are also really good. Um so it was at Concord and it wasn't that busy really? yeah it was a Sunday night it got announced two weeks before yeah I can imagine why like Sunday night gigs are always like not that busy and uh, the support was Frank Iero from My Chemical Romance and his new band oh yes very odd very odd I think so hang on so this was two Sundays ago so uh, Laura Jane Grace presented the Heavy Music Awards that I went to and actually, we were talking about Cancer Bats earlier. Cancer Bats played. Um, but they were great, weren't they? Well, they were great, but the sound was terrible. Um, because they were doing like quick changeovers between yeah. like presenting awards and then Cancer Bats came on. But anyway, so it must have been like that same... I think the... Uh, it was last Sunday. It was last Sunday. Yeah, and the Heavy Music Awards was the Thursday before, so that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, they're so. in the UK, then they went to Amsterdam on Monday. So they did then. After. So it was... It was it, yeah, it was a very odd mix because the audience for Frank Iero were like fourteen-year-olds and their mums. Yeah. So it was like kids. Weird. <laughs> it was kids at the front and then all the adults at the back waiting to see her. Yeah. And then she, she came on. All the kids went home because it was school the next day, and all the adults went to the front. So it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't very busy. But it was just that. It was that moment again where I saw her and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I think I might cry because oh, like, her her voice was so great yeah. and she's just so genuine and. She was just again just flawless. She was absolutely flawless from from start to end. And I swear she smiled at me. And I'm fangirling, but I swear she did. And it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Um, and yeah, yeah, it was great. And I didn't. Um, I I only took one picture because yeah. I was like, I want to remember this. Yeah. I don't want. I mean, I don't really do it anyway because I think it's shitty and nobody ever watches. I'm face totally on board back. with what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I saw Cancer Bats actually the other week someone was um, filming them like filming it in this thing's called Liam isn't it? 
Sorry, what was it's that? It's a singer called Liam. Isn't yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to say that wrong. Um, <laughs> they, they were filming like in Liam's face, and he took the camera off them, like the phone. He was yeah. like, I love singing people's phones. I was like putting it on selfie mode and singing it at like, not ca- in a jokey way, not being like a but dick. But he was making a point. But everyone was like, yeah. Yeah. like no one wants to do that. And, and I've seen Skunk and Nancy before, and when they do Little Baby Swastika, they get everyone on the floor, and, mm. and Skinner said, I'm not going to sing this song until you get those fucking phones out of my face. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm totally on board. Like I'm, I'm always obviously I always take like a couple of snaps because I'll, I'll post stuff up. But yeah. I take like literally two snaps, maybe like a five second video, and then I'm like, yeah, done. That's it. Yeah. Phone back in the pocket because. Well, it's just, a conscious decision to live it, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's like um, an, an example that I can just think off the top of my head. I saw Queens of Stone Age um, in uh, Rough Trade Records. Oh. This was about six, seven years ago, whenever it was, and obviously, like, last minute gig, there's only, what, like, 100 people there, whatever, wow. and I was like, I want to live this moment, guy in front of me, phone, straight out, basically filming a whole song, and I just, I just, just, I, I just tapped him on the shoulder, and I said, mate, put it away, this is, like, once in a lifetime, put it away, mate, put it, put it away, <laughs> mate, put, put, put that instrument away, <laughs> um, and then he did thank Good. god before he sexually I mean uh, uh, but, but you end up watching it through the phone it's weird yeah, and then you're you like do. what am I doing yeah because, well, because we're all attached to our phones aren't we yeah. so you just automatically but yeah it's, oh, I hate that so yeah. but yeah, no, it's, yeah Laura Jane Grace Laura Jane Grace did she um, and the band did they play um, like her solo stuff or was it more against me or was it a mixture no so it's, it's the drummer from against me as well and then okay. there's a, a bassist but I can't remember his name sorry um, and it's Laura Jane Grace and the Devour and Mothers have just released an album so okay. it was the kind of album cycle yeah. um, she didn't play any against me songs which is okay. fine it's that's fair project, enough yeah, yeah it's a separate project she yeah. did say the words against me which was enough for me at that point <laughs> I was like she said it she said it <laughs> she's part of my house she's saying the words I'll take it um, yeah so that's number two awesome number two number three was Brixton Academy again. I love that venue. Yeah. I love the floor. It's I, so good. I, uh, before we get on to whoever, whoever you're going to say, I always hear mixed things about Brixton Academy and I have mixed feelings because I've seen some of the best gigs I've yeah. ever seen in there. I do agree, the setup for a big venue is brilliant because it's got the slope floor. Yeah. So, especially for tall people like me. And people me? Don't, people, people don't think I'm a dick. Yeah, no. people don't get pissed off with me and it's just stand <laughs> right in front of them. But um, the sound's always like it can be very hit and miss. Depends I've been, where you stand, I think. Yeah, I've sure. been to gigs there and it's been it sounded awful and I've wanted to cry. Um, oh. And then I've I've been there like multiple times though and the sound's been incredible. But yeah, it's very hit and miss venue I find. Yeah, but, I don't know. I've been to any misses there, but then mm. again, I'm not. I don't live in London. So yeah, it's still an adventure for me. <laughs> um, what was it? Um, so it was Alexis on Fire. <laughs> Amazing choice. Um, when I love Alex on Fire, so I love much. I love Alex on Fire. Um, when they when they announced they were going to split the first time, and they did two nights at, in London as like farewell shows. Yeah. And uh, when when the tickets were released, actually, I was in Greece and I couldn't get the tickets um, because my card wouldn't work or something. Mm-hmm. So I ended up like paying double, but I was like, I don't care, I have to be at that show. Like, Which night did you go? Because I went to one of those nights. Oh, it didn't matter. The first one? I think I went to the second one. So. Oh, could have been at the same show. It could have been, could have been number three, could have been ours. <laughs> um, it was amazing. It yeah. was amazing. I've seen them so many times, and of course they're flawless, and they're still great now. Even the new stuff they're releasing now is just epic. Yeah. But it was just... 
it was the moment at the end they all put their arms around each other and again it's like oh my god these are people and these are their lives and they've, they've done this amazing thing that changed all of our lives mm. and it's ending for, for them or it, we, yeah. we thought it was ending for <laughs> them um, for the foreseeable future and it did kind of feel like a really nice ending to be like thanks guys you got me through my teens <laughs> like I yeah, needed that yeah. I needed that anger and now you've kind of got me through some of the shitter times of my life and now you know I mean, now they're back and they're still getting me through them, so thanks, <laughs> yeah, exactly. guys. Thanks for the prolonged therapy. But it's like, uh, anywhere... What, what's the actual song title? Anywhere in the world? Or whatever it's called. Um, the one that starts with the... Ding, 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 oh, ding, ding. Yeah. You know which one I mean. Da, da, yeah. Da, da. Every time that comes on at uh, like a silent disco, like yeah. Tears the Trees are up tangent, I will lose my shit. You have to. I, uh, uh, so it's like, um, we're going to like a pop-punk emo night on uh, tomorrow Saturday and uh, I guarantee they'll play it and I will just sing my heart out yeah <laughs> they've got some just fucking bangers yeah like you're saying keep like, it on wax <sighs> Wade McNeil's voice oh, oh. What, what a demon he is he's like even, even when he's in Gallows like yeah when he was fronting Gallows or still kind of does it I think yeah um, he's insane we got really excited because we he is filling in for the guitarist in Cancer Bats. He is. And we thought he was going to be there when they came to Brighton. Uh, we'd misread his Instagram. So I was like, oh, I'm going to see Ray McNeil <laughs> at the Green Door store and basically be in his face. Uh, he wasn't there. Yeah. Um, you know, I wasn't disappointed, but I was very disappointed. I thought <laughs> I was going to see him. Um, but he's just yeah, he's effortless, effortlessly yeah. cool, isn't he? Yeah, um, cool. like you're saying about the, the new songs as well, like Familiar Drugs, what a, what a banger that yeah. is. When they released that, everyone was like, oh, is this going to be shit? And, um, and the green thing's fucking cool, and then yeah. the red thing, and then I don't know what the next colour's going to be. Yeah, exactly. But I'm really gutted, I missed, because they played um, Ali Pali, um, which is huge for them. I didn't like, think I'd deliberately, I don't really like Ali Pali. Uh, yeah, I, I had a ticket and then I couldn't go, so, uh, but I had a couple of mates go and they said it was good, so oh. I'm kind of going, but yet again, Ali Pali's like, the sound's not great in Ali Pali, it, well, it, hit and miss again, I've seen like Deftones in there. I saw Deftones there. Yeah, that was really amazing, yeah, was um, LCD sound system was really good in there, but then I, when I saw Interpol in there, it was shit really? it was really really bad and I can't just, remember what else I've seen the further back you are the less like a gig it feels yeah and I'm kind of I don't actually not, I'm not being a dick but I don't want to pay money to listen to people around me badly singing like some fire songs like, yeah I uh, there's a, a story I always tell uh, talking about the Death Tones gig um, we were stood about halfway back on the right hand side mm-hmm. always go to the right hand side I, I was halfway back in the centre <laughs> but um, always go to the right hand side because there's loads of space anyway okay. so it was me and my group of mates and uh, there's another group of guys that's next to us so these two guys literally for the first four songs just talking all the way through oh, and you know when you and you know when you lock into something yeah and you can't just, unhear it and I just turn around to them and I was just like guys can you be quiet please yeah. like we've all paid 50 quid and also who pays 50 quid to go and see a band and then talk all the way through Dicks. it yeah, dicks exactly, do. dicks do. Okay. So, uh, yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> this goes out to you guys. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, fuck you fuck guys. Fuck you guys. Um, but yeah, back to Alexis on Fire. Yeah, they are. So I don't, good. They're just so good. They are that. Oh, I, don't, band, I, don't, I don't want to use the word emo, but I'm going to use it anyway. That quintessential emo band that everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Just the first time I heard them, I remember being like, uh, I was. Because I wasn't massively into, like I said, heavy heavy music yeah. when I was a kid, and I heard them, and I was like, 
wait, you can put singing and screaming together and it works and the guitars are so intricate behind them. I was just like, it, it felt like a new genre and yeah. I was like, this is amazing. There's no other bands like Alex on Fire. There mm. are a lot of bands that sound similar, either musically or like vocal styles, but nothing that has all of it together. Yeah. Having like... Dallas's voice, oh. Yeah, I was oh. just about to say that. Well, having Pure. three vocalists. Yeah. Who, who has three vocalists and gets away with it? Yeah. Like, there's no, no, like, one. no other bands yeah. have three vocalists. Two vocalists, yeah. Not three. Yeah. Like, and they each serve such a great, like, they bring something different to the table. Exactly. Like, Wade's obviously more kind of gravelly. Yeah, he's, 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 he's the punk. He's the he's punk the guy. Punk. Yeah. Dallas is just soaring over like a bird. <laughs> <laughs> just with his pure melodies. He re- oh. There was, uh, for people that can't see, because you can't, because it's a podcast, there was a little movement of a soaring of a bird over the <laughs> mic thing. He really is. And then when he did sit in colour, not so much oh. now. Sorry, Dallas. Yeah. But I went to Old see, City Colours. I went to see him at Royal Albert Hall. Yeah. Oh, that's number four. Number four. <laughs> Secret number four. Secret number four, City in Colour, Royal Albert Hall. So good. Yeah. So good. Such a good vocalist. Mine are all very vocalist heavy, but yeah. well, what can I say? I'm biased. Yeah, exactly. You're a vocalist. Yeah. Well, I think that's um, an awesome note to end on, mate. So, yeah, thank you for coming on. Thanks and, for having me. Um, yeah, everyone go and check out uh, Lazy Bones, a new single when it drops, and uh, go and catch them playing some shows very soon. All right, thanks everyone. Bye! Bye. Bye.